Hi everyone, welcome to the Pop Health Show. Again, this show is for anyone determined to make more than one person healthier in this world. Uh, I'm really super excited today to have Dr. Gita Nayar. Uh, Dr. Nayar is uh, the Chief Healthcare and Information Officer with Femwell Group. And um, Dr. Nayar has a really interesting background, lots of different accolades. Essentially, just the highlights, um, one of the most powerful women in health IT, one of the uh, the top 100 influencers in health tech, as well as Med City News has recognized Dr. Nayar as one of the top 12 pr powerful women voices in healthcare innovation, as well as one of the top 26 smartest people in health IT based on Becker's report. Lots of different other accolades. She was also the former CMIO for AT&T and uh, served on the HIMSS board of directors. And um, she also hosts a top line MD TV show where uh, she focuses on doctors, um, doctors and patients concerns. Uh, but anyway, uh, lots of different accolades. Really super excited to, to have her on the show. Dr. Nayar, thank you uh, for being on the show and, and welcome. Thanks so much, Tony. I'm really jazzed to, uh, to be on the program. Thanks for having me. Super, super. So, um, well, you know, we love to get started off usually by just hearing a little bit about your background, your origin story. You know, what, what drew you to health? What drew you to medicine? How did you get started? Sure. So, you know, that's a, it's a kind of a simple story. So I'm, I'm from a South Asian family and everyone in my family is, uh, is a physician. So the question wasn't really are you going to become a doctor? It was just, are you going to become a doctor or a surgeon, right? An internist or a surgeon. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, I've, I've always been a science geek. I, I think that uh, the human body is fascinating. And I'm, I've also, um, I'm a real social person. I really enjoy people. So, you know, medicine was really the perfect marriage for me, very different from being a researcher or a lab rat. So medicine um, was just a natural fit for my personality. And why I went into rheumatology in particular, I just have a uh, personal family story of, uh, you know, an issue with a very rare autoimmune disease and, and actually an issue with um, patient records that kind of held up the diagnosis and got us the wrong diagnosis for many years. So it's definitely been a personal journey as well as a professional one. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Dr. Nayar, um, maybe you can tell us a little bit on you know, what you're working on, maybe not so much about what you're working on now, but what has you passionate in health and medicine? You know, we're, we're in some exciting times, lots of interesting things. Um, but maybe you can tell us a little bit on, on, on some of the things that have you passionate in health today and in, in medicine. Sure. So, you know, one of the reasons I was drawn to medicine is just, it's such an innovative industry, right? When we look at where uh, HIV has come, breast cancer, you know, these used to be um, death sentences, and now they're chronic diseases that people are, are living with. And, you know, I think that speaks volumes in rheumatology as well. In the past, we only had one or two treatments of gold and steroids, and now we have cutting-edge biogenetic uh, immunomodulators that are really changing people's lives and helping them not just live longer, but live better. Um, I think we're also at a place where health IT is helping on the process and business side. So a lot of the access, supply and demand issues, and just general medical education and power to the patient is becoming a lot more um, easier, a lot more friendly to a business model, and one in which access is just becoming easier. You, know, you go to your local CVS, you get your flu shot, uh, you can go to... Um, you know, the consumerization or the retailization of healthcare, I think it, it does have a place in terms of access. So I'm just jazzed to see people more knowledgeable about their healthcare and then having 
more opportunities to actually get taken care of. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting time and uh, lots of different converging uh, industries and technologies coming out with, with health IT and the, the consumerization of, of services. Um, do you have any specific examples of, you know, we've had people on the show, you know, talk about, um, you know, on-demand pharmacy now. That's like a new big thing that's coming out. Um, and, you know, being able to get things more on-demand. But any one or two examples you'd like to elaborate on? Oh my goodness, there are so many. Again, I, I think that it's not, what you know, whether it's on-demand, whether it's DIY, um, mm-hmm. I, I just think that when we look at banking, we look at retail, we look at the airline industry, you know, these are all examples to draw on. And I see that healthcare is moving more and more in that direction, whether you're able to schedule a virtual visit online, uh, whether you're able to get your medications to you, um, whether you're able to get a text reminder that you have an appointment or get information texted you about mammograms. Um, you know, I think that it's just becoming a, uh, a much more, <clears throat> a much better experience for the patient, number one, and number mm-hmm. two, just easier to navigate. So all of these things um, help the individual that's going through a medical illness that is in itself uh, very dramatic and, um, and encumbering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I know you and I spoke, but we haven't recapped uh, hymns. And I'm sure you've, you, you're you really passionate about hymns. And I know you served on the, the board over there, but uh, you just came back from hymns, you know, super, you know, busy, crazy environment where a lot of the, the new top leading edge health IT and healthcare IT uh, services, products and companies are emerging. Any any highlights uh, from from the conference? You know, so many. So first of all, HIMSS just continues to be such a powerhouse for the industry. What a great place for everyone in the industry to come and meet, not just domestically, but internationally. So I I feel that the place for HIMSS continues to grow in the industry. When you see all the amount of policymakers that come to the industry, certainly with the big announcement, Seema Verma and East Chopra on stage, um, so wonderful to see us continuing to move the needle on interoperability, which is clearly the future of, of healthcare, medicine, and technology. Um, you know, I was a social media ambassador for HIMSS. I, I really appreciate that they are bringing in the social media angle as well into the typical health tech EMR kind of landscape, because again, that is where the consumer is and the consumer is um, looking for information. Um, you know, you also saw that uh, HIMSS is changing their own brand. And, and I think it's just, it's really not just about the consumer, but it's, um, it's just that we're all patients, right? So it's not mm-hmm. that we were never it's just the way that we're thinking about it is different. And, you know, I saw so much on patient engagement, AI, uh, predictive analytics, telemedicine. I mean, you name it, the floor was buzzing, the convention center was buzzing, and it's just and just the intellectual capital alone and the energy. Um, you know, I'm still recovering, right? We're, we're all going to be recovering <laughs> until the next... It's the a next lot, time. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely, Dr. Nayar. And um, maybe, um, you know, I know you're you're the uh, chief healthcare and innovation officer at Femwell, and you push a lot of, you know, new innovations and products um, there, but maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about Femwell and, you know, what, what the, uh, you know, how's the business work? And, you know, obviously Femwell continues to grow, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sure. So, so Femmel Group Health, we're one of the largest MSOs in the state of Florida, management services organization. We serve about 600 physicians in the state. And, you know, we really are the back end to the doctor's office. So the billing, the collections, the EMR, the marketing, and, and, you know, we are struggling like so many 
physicians and medical groups around the country with the issues that we saw at HIMSS, which is, you know, how do we go from fee-for-service to fee-for-value? How do we do telemedicine mm-hmm. and do it right so that it's <clears throat> HIPAA secure and compliant, but also not encumbering to the patient? And, you know, what's all this about pop health and what is our the health of our population and how do we actually get ahead of it? So, you know, we've invested in patient engagement technologies, strategy, we've invested in physician engagement technologies and strategies, physician burnout being something that uh, we always worry about with our group. Um, we've tried to figure out where we fit into the growing consumerization of healthcare and where the retail market begins and ends and then where our group, we think, you know, plays a part in continuity of care and, um, and uh, you know, it, it's just about serving our patients from what we call womb to tomb because we have pediatricians all the way to OBGYNs and primary care and multi-specialty physicians. So I think that we are still trying to feel um, our way through the space and we look to other leaders and folks um, to help us and, and share those use cases. But we've certainly done a lot in all of those areas. Got it. Got it. And, and so it's almost like Femwell feels like, you know, for, for these physician practices, it's, it's, it feels like almost like business in a box, right? I, I mean, the, uh, the, the physicians themselves, they focus on the care, but you know, all these different systems, administrative functions, collections, et cetera, um, they can come to Femwell, you know, if they, if they want to, you know, really outsource, but also streamline these operations for their practice. Exactly. Physicians want to be physicians. They don't want to worry about the business stuff. And that's where MSO like, like Femwell uh, comes in. Nice, nice. No, it's, it's super exciting. And, and congratulations on the, on the growth and the innovation that you're bringing to the market, you know, specifically, and obviously in the Florida area and the Miami area. I know you guys are based in Miami. Um, but um, Dr. Nayar, maybe you can tell us a little bit uh, more about, you know, obviously lots of huge themes at HIMSS, AI predictions, modeling, um, you know, how, you know, how, how was, where is Pop Health today? Where is it going? Maybe you can tell us a little bit more on your vision of the future. Like what has you excited about medicine in the future, health? Um, you know, what are some things you believe in the space that, that haven't been proven yet? Sure. Well, first of all, um, you know, the future is hot, right? Fire, fire, fire. It's, you know, it's all about um, interoperability. It's, it's uh, the future's so bright, we got to wear shades. I mean, for me, you know, I was part of the Patient Engagement Summit, one of the pre-conference uh, summits. And, you know, it's so clear to me that uh, to go from fee-for-service to fee-for-value, we have to do pop health. But how do we do pop health? That's where I think patient engagement plays a role. Patient engagement, you know, if the, if the football game is fee-for-service to fee-for-value, I strongly believe patient engagement is the quarterback, right? To action the data, mm-hmm. to look at a population and say, here's my medium, high-risk, and low-risk diabetics. Now, how am I going to engage them to do something, whether it's come into the doctor, do their blood work, get their eyes checked? You know, without the patient engagement piece, you're not going to be able to win the game uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think that patient engagement has to be looked at as a critical part to population health management spreadsheets mm-hmm. data they're fantastic but if you can't engage that population you will get nowhere um, so mm-hmm. that's really clear I think you know that we um, we are just seeing a, a you know a people that are saying that the system is broken I mean you saw the CEO from premier Susan DeVore gave a wonderful morning keynote um, and it's in really is making a call to action, you know, to say to the industry, this is a broken healthcare system. And what are we all going to do to make an impact? Because collectively, interoperability, uh, cybersecurity, AI, telemedicine, these are great technologies. But how do we put it all together and really move the industry forward? And forward should look like we can not only get patients, 
the care that they need on time, but in the appropriate place. You know, do they need to be mm -hmm. in the ER, the urgent care, their home, or their doctor's office? And better still, if we can actually predict when any one of those interventions might be needed and perhaps make an intervention <clears throat> that is cost prohibitive and also has a good quality outcome, which is really uh, something that is increasingly going to be reimbursed and has a mutual benefit to both the doctor and the patient. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. And, and, you know, we have a lot of listeners that are, um, you know, healthcare leaders on the provider and payer side, but we also have a lot of listeners as well that, um, that Tony, you still there? don't know so much about EHRs. Um, and maybe you can elaborate a little bit about, you know, the, there's the Cerner's, the Epics, you know, maybe take us like at a quick, like 101, like, you know, what is the EHR? How does it work? And then you had mentioned, you know, the fire protocol and interoperability. Maybe you can speak a little bit to that just to inform some of our users about, you know, why the health IT side and these systems are so important, how they need to evolve a little bit so that they can talk to each other a lot more efficiently. Sure. So, you know, the, the EHR largely, um, you know, largely the EHRs have been around to replace the paper charting system, right? And I think now we're at a place where we're looking at that and saying, gosh, did we do a good job of that? Have we burned out our physicians because they hate the EHR and they're not intuitive and they actually slow them down? And what are the things the new generation of EHRs can do? And, <clears throat> you know, like anything else, I think when things are done with physicians as opposed to to them, you know, the technologies will be better. I think the EMR companies that are looking at the second version of themselves and is there an AI component that, you know, when I say 55-year-old African-American woman with lupus, does that note get filled out for me and it becomes easier and quicker uh, for me to complete my note, document, have a better, more meaningful visit where I can look my patient in the eye and then also have an appropriately charted um encounter that is billed appropriately. I mean, there's there's so much the EMR can do. I think that we have foundationally more or less completed that around the country. But at this point, it's now mm -hmm. we're all leaning on that EHR to see how can we better be better. And then look, we look at emerging tech everywhere at, uh, at HIMSS. It's the interoperable technologies. It's the telemedicine offerings. It's the cybersecurity products. It's the AI products. How do those work with the EHR highway we've created to then ultimately... Mm -hmm help us with interoperability, patient engagement, and really moving us towards a more quality-based healthcare system as, a, as, a, as opposed to a quantity-based healthcare system. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's it's so interesting. I mean, the EMRs have been around for a while now, but you know, it, it, what we're seeing as well, and you're seeing this a ton with your clients, right, is um, you also have like now the new health IT, or the cloud computing companies are carving out, you know, huge health IT segments for their businesses right so amazon google salesforce microsoft you know the full list so all the all the silicon valley you know tech companies are coming in how do you see those players coming into the market i mean are are they adding va what value um or what spaces or problems are they are they solving how do you what's your vision on how they play with the the current EM, emr players so i think it's promising in the sense that there's clearly so much opportunity if these big companies think that they can come into the market um and, and obviously they would only do it if they felt like there was an roi and that they could make an impact you know that said many have underestimated the complexity of the healthcare market so i think it's really important that all of these companies eyes widen understand the complexity of healthcare the regulatory 
complexities, the security complexities, the reimbursement complexities. So that'll be the challenge of those companies. But I definitely think having really smart people at the table um, from other from other industries, and particularly those that are consumer facing, are absolutely welcome and necessary, and and hopefully will be、Great. a disruptive model to、uh, the system. But they definitely all eyes are on them, and they're going to have to prove themselves and really build. The appropriate、uh, team and wherewithal and knowledge and investment to to really do it because we've seen many of them come and go, so that's the only、right. thing I would say is I don't I won't buy into the hype yet. <laughs> Big expectations, yeah. But we'll see how they do actually in real life, you know. And、um, now it's super interesting, and, and I know there were some other themes and kind of like I don't even know if the term is like residual themes coming over. You know, I think we saw a, a big hype cycle. You know, lately about like blockchain and healthcare and the inter, you know, the longitudinal health record.、Um, you know, at Hims, did you did you hear still hear a lot of hopefulness around that, or what are your thoughts on some of the not just AI, but just like you know, blockchain and healthcare and the the longitudinal health record? You, you see what Apple's doing with、uh, Apple Health now, and you know it's really exciting what they're doing with the VA. But any thoughts on on blockchain and any other you know new innovation categories that are popping up? You know, you know very fast. It, it is. It's it's just it's it's all over, and I think that、um, there's no doubt that the new blockchain products are going to play a role, and that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not about the technology, right? It's about the problem. The problem is the same. Right, it's been the same, and so we're clearly, as an industry, just throwing everything at it, and we'll see what what sticks. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, Doctor Nayar, this is、uh, this has been really great and refreshing. I really appreciate you bringing your your you know your insights and, and background, and you know your focus for you know health IT and innovation,、um, you know to the show and to the to this episode. So we really appreciate it.、Um, so thank you for sharing, obviously, your origin, what you're you're passionate about, and what has you passionate about the future. Uh, in health and medicine,、um, what's a good way for our listeners to get a hold of you、uh, if they like to engage with you? Oh, thanks so much for asking. So, first of all, I'd say look out for our new podcast. We just la- we just launched our new podcast on iTunes called Doctor Hashtag Yolo. You only live once, so make it count. So, I share with you,、um, you know, with my guests. We talk about、um, real life tips and health trends to make your one life your best life.、Um, you can also find me really easily on Twitter at Gnayer. And on、uh, on LinkedIn and my my website and Facebook. So、um, appreciate the ask, and would love to hear from your audience. Great, great. Well, we'll link to all of that in the show notes. And、uh, super excited! Congrats on the new podcast as well. And we'll link to all of it and put your bio in. And、uh, this was great to have you on the show. Thank you so much、um, for being on the Thanks, show. Thanks, Tony. Likewise, really appreciate.、It. Hope to talk again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. And for everyone,、uh, again, this is the Pop Health Show, and this is for anyone with a passion for making more than one person healthier in the world. Thank you so much, everyone.